We've all been watching the rise of Gen Z as they replace millennials to dictate the rules of today's cultural capital, but what comes next? Generation Alpha. What will they be like? Yes, many of them are still being born, but some born in the 2010s are already old enough to be expressing distinct tastes and personalities. Alphas are age 11 years and under and will soon outnumber baby boomers. They're set to become the largest generation in history, projected to be almost 2 billion by their generation cutoff year of 2025. They're likely to see in the next century and work in jobs that don't yet exist. And they're already noticeably sophisticated, according to Australian social analyst Mark McCrindle, who coined the term Generation Alpha. It won't be long before members of Gen Alpha are driving youth culture and popular media. So what will their tastes and values and the world they influence look like? The children. The children are our future. Here's our take on how Gen Alpha might leave their mark. By the time Generation Alpha starts directing the conversation, the Earth might be a fundamentally different place. With crises ranging from climate change to political polarization to pandemics, it's safe to say Gen Alpha will inherit a world with unprecedented challenges and instability. We're in a really dangerous place in American politics. But although Gen Alpha has a lot to overcome, they're also more empowered to do something about it. Even in their own household, kids have a lot more power and influence than previous generations. Nine in ten parents say kids influence family purchase decisions. Popular junk food products often use cartoon characters and even have their own websites, apps, social media pages, and interactive games. Some brands are already actively marketing to Gen Alpha because they have so much purchasing power before even reaching middle school. And with the rise of mommy Instagram, Gen Alpha's needs are also at the heart of an explosion of products for kids being marketed to millennial parents. Gen Alpha is growing up with parents who are highly focused on providing them with the best resources they can, whether that means buying keto baby food or customized vitamins. We add a little bit of chicken bone broth to it, maybe some ghee, and we, we puree it up, and then we put the puree in these little silicone molds. Or being attentive to their kids' mental and emotional wellness. In contrast to the suck it up or what doesn't kill you makes you stronger attitudes of previous generations, today's most popular parenting resources are all about gentle parenting a philosophy that's attuned to the emotional needs of the child rather than shaming or punishing their behavior. No, 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 no. Exactly. Social and emotional intelligence are also emphasized in children's media. Think about what other people need to some who criticize millennials as being overcoddled by their own helicopter parents have expressed concerns that Gen Alpha are getting that hyper-protected childhood experience on overdrive. Still, all this attention contemporary parents are devoting to nurturing Gen Alpha as kind, caring, and emotionally mature individuals is something that previous generations really didn't get to the same degree. And that will hopefully benefit both them and the world they go on to impact. The trends we're seeing in children's media likewise suggest unprecedented focus on modern values like sustainability and social justice. Why Russ's skin is brown? Oh, I know why, Elmo. My mom and dad told me. It's because of melanin. Kids have access to such high complexity information at such a young age, it's already changing the way that they learn. According to Jennifer A. Kingson, they're unusually visual in how they consume content, highly networked in how they socialize, and global in their outlook and perspective. If only gay people could marry, you'd be, you'd be really sad, so why shouldn't they be able to marry? 
Gen Alpha is coming of age during an unstable time, but also a time of incredible interconnectivity. Our technology-infused world is all that Generation Alpha has ever known. The year they were born, 2010, was the year the iPad was invented, Instagram was launched, word of the year was app in that year. Their whole lives are built around modern information and communication technologies, from Zoom school to parenting apps that give young children jobs and structure their relationship to work and money. And despite the rising popularity of anti-social platforms like Be Real, the social internet isn't going anywhere. By the time Gen Alpha enters the workforce, jobs in the tech sector are only expected to increase. According to Business Insider, software developers and information analysts will be among the highest paid workers in 2030. Gen Alpha are also growing up in an era where the nature and experience of the internet is evolving. Whereas older generations may still think of the web as a place you go to look up information or find your existing friends, thanks to the highly specific nature of algorithms on TikTok, YouTube, and beyond, young people expect everything they encounter, whether its memes, trends, or information to be relevant to them and their specific interests. Using the same mechanism that like Facebook and Instagram are using to get you to keep checking that app, and they're using it on YouTube to hack the brains of very small children in return for advertising revenue. It's a world where TikTok and Twitter are replacing traditional search engines, which raises questions about the risks of being shaped by unreliable information. But it's also a time of growing pervasive skepticism about social media, from its effects on democracy to the concerning impact of passive screen time on young people's mental health. The longer amount of time they spend on screens, the worse their social and emotional development. According to the Canadian Pediatric Society, the quality of screen time matters just as much as the quantity. Many parents are now aware that it's their job to oversee not just how much, but also what kind of content Gen Alpha are taking in, and to participate in helping their kids actively engage with good stories or productive learning resources. I think parents are trying to catch up. We all think we've done the right thing by handing over all this technology, but now we're realizing there's a problem. As kids grow into young adults, the effects of access to the web can be literally life or death. On the one hand, youths can be exposed to graphic, morbid content or dangerous communities. On the other, when used safely, the internet can be a great way to learn new skills and find educational and social opportunities, or for LGBTQ kids to access community and support. So the very urgent challenge this generation and their parents are navigating is how to use the internet productively while minimizing the risks. Educational children's media can model this from a very young age. For example, Sesame Street has a new character who is literally a smartphone who helps Elmo navigate the internet to learn about the world. What do we do to learn something new? We look it up! And the Australian show Bluey, that's become a global hit, de-emphasizes screen time. Not too long on that, kids. While offering an alternative to the endless scroll, play. Most episodes center simply on Bluey, her sister, and her parents making up imaginary scenarios and getting absorbed in play. Treating play as a core value for both parents and kids has proven benefits on social, mental, and physical health. Participating in interactive play with a parent helps kids regulate their emotions better and even lowers levels of stress chemicals. Another big open question at the heart of Gen Alpha is education. The pandemic has still left a profound impact, very much so, 
on our children and their learning and development. Kids are struggling academically as their early childhood education and socialization patterns have been massively disrupted by the COVID-19 pandemic's school closures. Around one in five children from age three to 17 have experienced serious mental health issues. Young people have dealt with increased rates of abuse, and there are already signs that the pandemic has worsened inequality in education. But going forward, schools and education can also help alleviate all this. In a weird way, the losses of the pandemic can inspire us to reinvest in those values that were so compromised in 2020 and 2021, like school connectedness, which is highly important for youths, according to the CDC. One of the things that is so important for children is having a schedule or routine. Well, that has gone by the wayside. Having a strong connection to school and peers provides structure and community for young people and decreases feelings of depression and suicidal ideation. We know from history that disruptions to school connection can have long-term impacts on educational achievement and mental health. In the late 50s and continuing through the 60s, Prince Edward County in Virginia chose to close schools for five years rather than integrate them, leaving black families to either send their kids away to get an education or forego traditional schooling. The kids who were affected carry emotional trauma to this day, and the community has never recovered. During the Cold War, children who were barraged with news stories about the risks of nuclear weapons were found to be more anxious and prone to apathy and cynicism. We're seeing something similar in youths today who, thanks to today's highly connected online world, are constantly bombarded with reminders of the pandemic and other potential crises. Rates of both depression and anxiety in children may have doubled since early 2020. And much like the kids of Prince Edward County in the 1960s, kids today are seeing their schools become increasingly polluted politicized. Schools became a major site of tension around COVID-19 safety policies. We're going to, to do everything that we have to do to keep our schools open. I'd rather my kids be safe and not get sick. And since then, there's been national panic over the largely manufactured concept of critical race theory, as well as protests of anti-gay and transgender laws that restrict what children are allowed to learn and talk about in school. My parents are same sex but we're still a normal family, and I think people should still treat us like that. All this has turned schools into an element of childhood that is fundamentally contested for Gen Alpha. But again, there is hope. Even though Gen Alpha may be young, there are signs they're thinking for themselves and not afraid to speak up against policies they don't think are right. So if your teacher was a boy and was talking about his husband, mm -hmm. do you think that he should get in trouble for that? No. Some members of Gen Alpha are already politically engaged. Kids as young as eight have organized around issues ranging from racial justice to climate justice. So if we don't learn about climate change and take it seriously, we won't have a future on Earth at all. They've watched teens not that much older than them and too young to vote influence a presidential election through TikTok. Down the line, these young, socially aware and activated kids could have real opportunity to put their values into action. In American politics, our leaders are overwhelmingly older people, mostly baby boomers who have been in their positions for decades. Biden isn't the only aging American holding on to power in the United States. The Speaker of the House is 82 years old. Her second in command is 83. That's meant boxing out younger would-be leaders among Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Zers. But we're the people who voted you 
You're supposed to listen to us. That's your, How old are your job. How old I'm are 16. You? I well, can't you didn't vote. vote for me. But when Gen Alpha comes of age, it will be highly unlikely that boomers will still be clogging up all those positions of power. Although Gen Alpha will be aging into an uncertain world, they're also growing up with core values that will help them navigate this uncertainty. Values like moderation and play, justice and connection. They'll have already seen their older siblings and cousins in Gen Z fight to improve things through their commitment to the environment, inclusiveness, and social justice. Hopefully by then, we'll all be working to create a better world so Gen Alpha can be prepared to handle whatever comes at them. The perfect world would be like no wars and like electric cars. Thanks for watching The Take. Make sure to subscribe and let us know what you want The Take on next.